Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins. This is Shirley Manson. This is Lowe Tolhurst, co-founder of The Cure. This is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song. The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B-52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more. To keep the music flowing, we'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So you want to be a rock and roll star? No? Well, how about a podcast star? Well, as it turns out, there's a new all-in-one platform just for you. It's called Anchor, and it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And check this out. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And then Anchor will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and, you know, everywhere else in, uh, in podcast land. And what's even better, you can actually make money from your podcast. Go figure. Uh, no minimum listenership on that. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go ahead, download the free Anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what are you waiting for? Podcast stardom is within your reach. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. Consequence Podcast Network. Welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with It's the interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org Consequence and the Consequence Podcast Network Thank you so much for making your way here Checking out this episode uh, Please do hit that subscribe button so you can keep up with all the interviews that I put out every single week In fact, it's three interviews every week A new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday So you can keep up with all of your favorite artists Discover some new ones Know what's happening in the music world iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, Podchaser, NPR YouTube for the video versions or anywhere you get your podcasts from. I'm Kyle Meredith. Today, my guest, the legendary Tom Jones, back with a new record called Surrounded by Time. It's his uh, latest alongside longtime producer Ethan Johns. And we're going to be discussing uh, going in a new direction for sound that's that's both like atmospheric and psychedelic at times. And also the surprise of having a number one album in the UK breaking the record for the oldest artist to do so, which was previously held by none other than Bob Dylan. And speaking of Dylan, uh, Tom Jones even covers one more cup of coffee on this record. So we're going to be talking about that and covering Cat Stevens' pop star, especially what that song means for him that's different from when Stevens released it. Uh, very two sides of the coin, I guess you should say. We're going to be talking about psychedelic rock, in fact, the, uh, the late 60s psychedelic period and his reaction to it at the time coming from the singer side of things, and also what to expect from the live shows. I would love to hear how these songs are going to be represented in the live show. So let's do this. We're talking about Surrounded by Time. It's Kyle Meredith with Tom Jones. 
Hello. It is a, a pleasure to talk to you again. Uh, congratulations on this record. I've, um, I'm such a fan of so much of the work that you've put out over the years, but I've especially loved this run that you've been on this last decade with, uh, with Ethan Johns and you all teaming up. This is another amazing record. Congrats. Thank you. This one, I think, is it sounds different. And Ethan uh, and my son was very much involved with this one as well. Uh, Mark, they, they, they co-produced it. You know, he co-produced it with Ethan. And um, because he had ideas about uh, musical content, uh, not so much the songs. I mean, I picked all the songs, but the way they were presented, the presentation, the instrumentation, which is uh, different on this one, I feel, than it was on the, the previous three that I did with Ethan Johns. They were pretty much straightforward, you know, roots music, American roots music and, and uh, like that. But this one is definitely... I think it's got more, a more variety of, of material and um, it sounds different. Yeah, there's um, there's lots of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Ethereal sounds that go yeah. on throughout this. Right. What were those, uh, like what led that direction? With the songs, you know, I said, well, look, you, you can experiment with sounds. I love that anyway. I love listening to, I've always loved the sound of music. You know, the sounds of, I remember when rock and roll first began, you know, rock around the clock with Bill Haley and the Comets, I thought, why does that sound so good? You know, so different from previous R&B records that we that we got, you know, before rock and roll kicked in. Um, so I've, I've always been, and then I was told, every, every, all the instruments were mic'd individually, uh, and that's why it sounded so hot. And they concentrated on the rhythm section as opposed to the way bands went, uh, you know, in the 40s and 50s. Everything was big and lush, and like that, and all of a sudden, boom, you know, one, two, three o'clock, it's like, whew, and the voice was on its own, you know, the breaks in it, and then little Richard, of course, you know, with Good Golly Miss Molly, and Rip It Up, and, and Elvis Presley, and uh, Jerry Lee Lewis, you know, all the, they were so, the sound was so great. Sam Phillips on, on Sun Records, he, well, he created that slapback echo, you know, that echo that he created, which was, um, was different. We'd never heard anything like that before. So I've always been interested in sounds. And um, uh, so that, that got me, you know, interested in the 50s when I was a teenager. I was always aware of sound. And um, I think that can make a break, uh, an album especially. You've got to get the right sounds. You've got to get the right instrumentation to the best of your ability. And that, of course, comes from the musicians themselves the producer, the musicianship, and then, of course, um, playing with it, you know, experimenting with the sounds. And, and I think we've, uh, we've accomplished that on, on this one, more than things that I've done in, in the past. You know, I think this one is more up to date in, in what, um, I think music has got to be, be more interesting now, sound-wise, than it was a few years ago. So I think, I think we've accomplished that, and it's, of showing over here anyway, because it debuted at number one, which was great because um, I'm going to be 81 next week, but I was 80 years old. So I, I've broken the record, which was held by Bob Dylan. You know, he was 79 and he had the record over here in, in Britain for the, for the oldest, um, oldest album. Uh, I mean, the oldest singer or, or performer on an album of, of new stuff, you know, or, New to me, anyway, you know, not not sort of greatest hits, you know, not things that you've 
you've recorded in the past. So uh, yeah, so it, it worked. Yeah, you've actually, uh, of course, covered Dylan once again. Uh, yep. Might be one of my, it, well, it's definitely one of my top five all-time greatest Dylan if I got to pick one more cup of coffee. I mean, yep. what an amazing song that was. Uh, was there any reason why that one spoke to you this time around? Yep, it was because um, I've always loved Bob Dylan ever, ever since he started writing, you know, Blowing in the Wind, you know, the early ones. And um, I, I've always wanted to do, I mean, I would love to do a Dylan album, to be honest with you, because he's, he's got so many great songs. So I wanted to pick one that wasn't overdone because a lot of people have, have done Dylan songs um, and something that spoke to me. And I, and I more, well, they all speak to me really though, but <laughs> that was hard, you know, trying to narrow it down to this one. But I think we've all got that, uh, I was looking for songs that would appeal to a wide uh, audience. And this, I think, can, because we've all got that one more cup of coffee, you know, oh, let's just try this one more. You know, let me just have one more of the, whatever it is in life. You know, you might be in a place where you shouldn't be. You know what I mean? But they say, oh, well, maybe I'll just have another little taste of whatever that is before, before I split. And uh, I think we've all got that uh, in, in our lives. So, yeah. And, and of course, you know, it's about a, a gypsy camp. I mean, that's what he's writing about with this beautiful girl and her father's king of the gypsies. And, you know, that's it. But I, he still doesn't say what is what is that one more cup of coffee for the road? You know, one more cup of coffee before I go to the valley below. I mean, that can that could be that could be anything really. So for me, it's a hangover the following day. You know, the valley below. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it really. I don't know if you meant it for this way, but it fits in this theme. Of course, you've called the uh, album Surrounded by Time and that one yeah. more. I just need one more. You know, it feels like it it fits in there. And I, I was thinking about time. Of course, time's a funny game. I'm, I'm, I'm using cliches a little bit here, but especially yeah. I think when you're famous because you have the real human version, your day to day, the parts that you just live. And then there's also this time that you're held to, you know, in a capsule. Exactly. I, how much of that played with what you were talking about with, with the whole thematics of this? Yeah. Well, when you get, um, when you become older, an older person, time, hopefully you've learned things in your life, which I think I have. Uh, so you try to put that to good use, but it, you're still on the clock. You know, you're on the clock from the day you're born. That clock is ticking. You know, I remember when I used to do, jobs of work that I didn't particularly like. And I'd be looking at the clock, you know, in a factory, for instance, and you'd think, wow, you know, I, sometimes I do 12 hour shifts in a paper mill. And I used to think, let's get this 12 hours over with, you know, and then I can get out and sing, you know, do what I really want to do. And then you think, wait a minute, that's another 12 hours off my life. You know, so you, you, it's not just 12 hours. It's you, it's you at 12 hours. So you've got to, I realized that at a young age, you've got to make time count. And an old fella told me in the paper mill, he said, look, you know, I hear you can sing. I said, yeah, I can sing. He said, well, why don't you give that a go? Because when you're old like me, he said, he was an old chap then, uh, you've got memories. Now you've got to make those memories. Now is you a chance to go and make memories. So you can think about but make sure they're good ones. Don't have any regrets thinking, oh my God, I wish I'd gone and done that when I was, when I was young. So, um, so time, time, we, we're surrounded by time. That's why we called it, <clears throat> excuse me, that's why we called it surrounded by time because time is very important. 
you're always looking. I mean, I'm always thinking, well, what time is it now? You know, what time have I got to do this? What, how much time have I got? <laughs> and now, you know, I'm going to be 81 next week. And I'm thinking, how much time have I got left now? How many more albums can I get in here? How many more live shows can I do? Uh, so well, I remember when this uh, lockdown situation came about, right? With the COVID. And they said, oh, well, you know, we got to stop now and we got to lock. And I thought, I wonder how long this bloody thing is going to last. You know what I mean? I don't have five years to spare. You know, we've got to find a, a vaccination a bit sharp because let's 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 at least do something so we can get out of this situation. Well, thank God, you know, we've got we've got a vaccine, a few of them. And um, that's that looks like the way it's going to we're going to get out of it. But um, that stopped me for a year. Live shows, especially, which I love to do, you see. So it, it stopped me for that. Yeah, it's speaking on that, I guess, I, I had wondered with the, the, the theme that you're talking about with uh, being surrounded by time, did you intentionally bookend it, uh, the album, uh, purposefully with the songs, I Won't Crumble If You Fall, and then Lazarus Man? I mean, there's that crumbling yeah. and the rising right there. Exactly. Because the, the, the song that I had, uh, that I told Ethan Jones about, you know, I said, there's a song I, I've loved since I was a young man, <clears throat> which is called uh, I'm Growing Old. And I said, it was given to me when I was in my 30s. I was like 32 or 33. And I thought, well, I can't do this yet, but I'll hold it until hopefully I will get old. <laughs> and, uh, and so I said, I got to do that song. Because, and he said, well, do you want to admit about age? And I said, yeah, because it says I'm growing old. It doesn't say I am old. You know, it's I'm growing old. I'm learning. I've learned things. I'm wiser. I'm, you know, slower in my walk, you know, and talk but I'm a wiser person because of it. So again, time. And then I thought, well, we shouldn't really end the album there though. You know, and Lazarus Man, I think is perfect because it's rebirth. And, and, and that's how I, I end the album with that. Start with I Won't Crumble, end with, uh, <laughs> with Lazarus Man. It, it, it's interesting. You reminded me, of course, of some songs that I, you know, I think we've all as fans wondered how they've changed for the singer throughout the years. I, I think of like Neil Young singing old man when he's younger and, and now, you know, he's singing old man as it when he's older, uh, Cat Stevens, you know, Yusuf has just re-recorded some of his earlier stuff where he, you know, the father and child so, stuff like that. Yep. Like, uh, like that I'm growing old. I mean, that's a long time to kind of put one in the back of your pockets to say, yeah. wait a second. It's not quite yet though. Exactly. That's what uh, that's what I've done. I've saved it, and I and I thought, well, maybe when I get to about seventy, if I get there, you know, maybe I'll have a go at it then. But I didn't know it was going to be eighty. But I I said this has got to be done now. This it has to be done now. So, it, it, like Clint Eastwood, for instance, I remember him saying um, when he he made a Western counseling and he goes and helps these prostitutes out because they got messed up. Can't think of the name of it. Anyway, he held that film. He was a young man, and he, and he but he had it, and he put it in his back pocket. He said, "I'm not old enough to do this yet, but hopefully I will be, and I'll do it." And uh, and he did. So so it's like that with me, you know, too, that I've held this thing <laughs> until now, and uh, now it's real. You know, now it's it's real. But when I was in my 30s, no, I wasn't old enough then. I, I did mention uh, Cat Stevens, and I should point out that you've covered uh, one of his songs on here too with yeah. Popstar, which is interesting. As you say, you've got a number one album. Um, you're on TV all the time. You 
are yeah. a pop star. I don't imagine that Cat yeah. Stevens had the best intentions of who he was talking about in his version of the song, though. No, he didn't. He didn't. He wrote that song because I remember because I did a lot of TV shows with him. You see, in the '60s, we started basically at the same time, and um, I remember him saying that the record company that he was with at the time wanted him to be more of a pop star. They wanted pop songs from him. And he said, I want to I want to write more meaningful songs than that. So he said, but I'll, I'll do this one anyway, just to satisfy them, you know, and that's what he did. So but I played it to him. I played my version. I, I, I did a show with him just before lockdown at the O2 and in London for a for a, for a children's cancer charity. And um, so we were there and I said, well, I've, I've, I've recorded Popstar. Played it to him, and I said, "But I know when you wrote it, <laughs> what you were thinking. But as far as I'm concerned, it's real, you know, because all young performers, when you start off, you say, hey, mama, you know, come on, look at me, I'm on TV, you know, and I'm going on my first gig, positive. And so he's written the song, and I think when he did it, it was like negative, but to me, it's a positive song. And, and he agreed with me, you know, he said, yeah, I, I know what you, you know, know that you've done it. I, I hear what you're doing to it. And, uh, and I, and I'm glad he liked it anyway. It's a really fun one, a really fun one on the, on the record. I, I was thinking, you know, especially back in the sixties, as you were talking about, you know, well, earlier you were talking about, you know, coming up in the rock and roll period and then, yeah. you know, taking on the, the, you know, the, the singer era and everything there is, one of the, I think, surprising sounds when I first heard this record uh, was the psychedelic sounds that come on. And I would wondered, like, you know, you came up in rock and roll, so maybe it wasn't as different as it seems to me that it would have been. But, you know, what was the psychedelic period for you when you first heard it? Was that something you were able to grab onto right away? Uh, no, I wasn't. <laughs> well, that stuff like Led Zeppelin stuff, you know, I mean, they, they started to ex experiment and the Beatles themselves. You know, they got into psychedelic type things. And then, of course, San Francisco, you know, in the late 60s, they, the psychedelic thing came, came about then. But I wasn't caught up in it. You know, I, I'm, I'm still basically a traditional singer. You know, coming up, um, Elvis Presley, you know what I mean? Sang songs, you know. <laughs> he did all kinds of songs. And uh, not only rock and roll songs. So it, I came from that. You know, I'm Brooke Benton. You know, a lot of the, a lot of the soul singers, Mahalia Jackson, gospel. You know, Big Bill Brunzi, the blues. You know, I listened to a lot of the, but they were always singers. You know, singers, not not songwriters. And I, I, I used to think to myself, maybe some of these songwriters should just write the songs and slip them under the door for somebody else to do. You know what I mean? Because some singer songwriters. But then again, you know, when somebody writes a song, he or she has a way of doing it. But then it gives room for a singer you know, to, to get a hold of it and, and, and then do it her way or his way. You know, it's like an actor. I've always looked on singing as being you pick your roles and you, know, you say, I could get into that role. I could do that, you know, and, and you act it out different to what somebody else would do. So that's what songs are to me. They're not covers they are my interpretation of those songs that are already written thank god because i'm not really i'm not really a, a songwriter but i do love listening to songs and picking them and trying to do something to them that is me as opposed to copying somebody else
Well, you know how you put that on and like, uh, there's no hole in my head. I mean, I'm talking about psychedelic yeah. and that song like that. But and then you get down to, you know, uh, Todd Snyder's uh, talking reality television blues and talk yeah. about making something your own. I mean, I, well, I'm a big fan of Todd Snyder and seeing yeah. that, seeing that on the track list and going, OK, how's this going to work? And man, yeah, like that. Well, Ooh. see, I, I um, Hank Williams, I've always been a big fan of Hank Williams, right? So he did a, a, an album called Luke the Drifter mm -hmm. Beyond the Sunset when he, when he spoke these songs rather than sing them. And that hit me years ago. And I thought, wow, wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be great to be able to talk a song, you know, uh, speak it rather than sing it. And sometimes the spoken word is more important than if you sing it. Because when you sing something, people are listening to the notes that you're singing you know, that the way you're delivering it. But when you speak it, that's all in the speaking delivery. And that uh, talk in television, reality blues, that spoke to me in, in that way. And of course, being uh, uh, remembering television in 1952, when I was 12, that's when we got television. So I sort of grew up with, with, with TV. Mm -hmm. and, and another thing that, uh, that got me, you see, Milton Berle, we didn't know who Milton Berle was in England at that time. But then I got to meet him when I came to the States. He became a friend of mine. Every time I put a cigar out, now I think of Milton Berle. He said, don't squash it out. Just leave it late there in, the, in the ashtray, So, <laughs> which I do, you know, because I like a Cuban cigar. And, but Milton's always there when I put that thing, though. Anyway, he's, and I'm glad he's in the song. Uh, and, uh, and there he is. And the moon landing, you see, I was in the States and saw the moon landing live on television. Then I got to know Donald Trump, you know, when I, when I was singing in Atlantic city and he would come in cause he owned the hotels. Uh, and then of course, Michael Jackson, which was very, uh, that's the sad part of the song. Um, but, but it's, it's all important stuff that, that I loved. It sung, you know, it, it resonated with me when I heard that, um, so, so I'm I'm really glad that I've done it, and and he likes it too, you know. He, he listened to the, the writer, of course. You know, he said Tom Jones has done my song, and I thought, what has he done to my song? <laughs> and then he said, I heard it, and then he said, I hear this voice. Well, come gather around, and I'll sing you a song. You know, you went whoa, <laughs> it's like different to what he did with it. You see, which I which I think is great when when a writer gives you the thumbs up. That's that's all you can ask, really. And it's uh, you know, it's a long way away from uh, you know, the short pop songs. I mean, hearing something like that, and you know, looking at the track list, and there's so much that's over six and seven minutes long, and I never feel like it is. I mean, that's the one thing. Everything just feels great, and it doesn't it doesn't feel long. Well, thank you. I mean, <laughs> that's the idea of it. It's um, when we did the, that was the river. This is the sea. That goes on, you know. And uh, so the record, <laughs> EMI, you know, said, that's a, that's a lot. If we're going to do that as a single, we got we got to cut a piece out. Oh, wait a minute. What are you going to cut out of it? Because it's all very important, you see. So to try and sometimes narrow a song down is, uh, and not lose any of it is sometimes a difficult thing. But we kept everything for the album. Now, if you, you know, with singles coming off, then you can, you can play with them. But... Um, for the album, I, I wanted those songs to be as long as they are. And I'm glad you think so, that, it, that they don't s seem long. Will some of these be making the live show uh, once that starts oh, up yeah. again? Oh, definitely. We're going to do a, a show in um, Shepherd's Bush, Shepherd's Bush Empire, which is the theater in London. 
and I'm going to do the album as much of it as I possibly can, especially oh, that night. And then when I go on the road proper in the middle of July, I'll be putting a lot of these songs uh, in the show. And people love, you know, I, I wouldn't want to go on stage and say, well, I'm only going to do this album, you know, and that's, no. I want to, because if I go to see somebody and they don't do, I mean, if I went to see Jerry Lee Lewis and he didn't do Great Balls of Fire, I would think there's something wrong, you know. So I do Delilah and I do What's New Pussycat and I do the Green Green Grass of Home, you know, and those things. Um, because people expect it and I do like the songs. You know, I've had, I had fun when I did them and I'm still having fun with them now. But again, I like to uh, inject then newer things, especially when I've recorded them, you know, so it gives me a chance to put the stuff in there without actually sort of saying, well, I'm only going to do my, you know, no, 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 let's, let's, let's mix this up. I got 90 minutes here or two hours and I'm going to, I'm going to try and get as much stuff in there <laughs> as I possibly can. Cause I really love it. Well, uh, we certainly love seeing it. Uh, I, I've seen you a handful of times and it's always the best time every single time. Oh, thank you. So thank you for continuing that. Uh, Tom Jones, this this record, again, I am such a big fan of this. Uh, Surrounded by Time is another high watermark in your career. Yeah, thank uh, you. you know, hopefully you, you'll continue just uh, churning these out the way you have been. I will keep yeah. taking them. Well, I tell you, thank you very much. <clears throat> Excuse me. And the thing is, my voice is still there, you see. If I, if I, was, if I was a lesser myself I, I wouldn't want to you know I, I think no no I can't I can't cut this anymore and uh, and stop but at the moment it's still alive and well you know not only the power the flexibility is still there which is important you see so as long as that keeps as long as it stays with me I'll keep punching them out yeah, good. I, I should also point out to everybody watching and listening, it's just out of my reach right here, but uh, your biography, your autobiography, it's one of yeah. my favorite music autobiographies. Uh, it's absolute, you know, go check it. Anybody watching and reading, you've got to go uh, read that and check that out too. Over the top and back is called. That's right. Just just out of my reach right now. Uh, <laughs> Tom Jones, thank you so much. Congratulations on the uh, number one record with Surrounded by Time. And thank you so much for taking the time to talk about it too. This has been a real pleasure. I my pleasure. Thank you very much. All right. Take care. We'll see you soon. Yes, hopefully. Yes. All the best. Now, I'm also going to include an interview I did with uh, Tom Jones back in 2013. This was around the album Spirit in the Room, which was his uh, second album at the time of, uh, of Rootsy Covers. We get the stories behind the songs and how he arrived in this uh, new phase of his career. Part two of Kyle Meredith with Tom Jones. Thank you so much for joining us today. That's all right. This is great. You're uh, you're, you're having a busy year. Yeah. In fact, it feels like you're you're probably having a busy life altogether. A busy life. Yeah. Since 1965. Yeah, that's not bad. And still going here in 2013. Uh, this it, it almost feels like through the years though. It's like every decade. You know, speaking of 65, on and on and on. It's like a, it's mm. like a um, an audio reboot in yeah. your career. You try you've tried so many different sounds. That's right. And, and here we are back, uh, Spirit in the Room yep. is kind of the second in this? Second, yeah. We did one called the Praise and Blame yeah. a couple of years ago, and that worked well. And I loved recording that way, right? you know, just live in the studio, yeah. moving stuff around when you need to, you know, nothing set in concrete. Uh, and, and so we thought, well, that one worked great, so let's do another one. Sure. I, and I get the feeling like maybe this whole this this side of things started with Ethan Johns because you Ethan you, Johns yeah yeah because a few years ago you know I, d I didn't know what direction to 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 take 
-hmm. So I, I talked to a lot of different producers, sure. what ideas they had, and, and Ethan was the one that made the most sense. Yeah. He said, why don't we do something that you haven't done right. before? You know what I mean? Let's not sort of try and chase what's being played. It's not like this is the first time you've ever done a sound like this, but at the same time, it's not what people know you for. No. Yeah. And was there any hesitation? Like, this is going to be a new me. Once again, this is going to be a new me. Um, no, I, I didn't think of it like that, really, because, um, you know, it's singing. So there was nothing different in, in um, you still got to stand in front of a microphone. Sure. You've got musicians with you and you, you know, you sing. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the music is of a different nature. That's the, you know, that's the difference. And it's not as, um, like when I was recording Delilah, and um, it's not unusual, and What's New Pussycat, and, you know, they were sort of forceful songs. Sure. So there was a lot of forcefulness going in there, and big arrangements. Yeah. And, um, but this isn't, this is more uh, intimate. There are, there are a few on there that, that mm -hmm. you know, that, that push, like Bad As Me, the Tom Waits song, you know, that's, that's pretty... Uh, which, well, which was well one of the on. biggest surprises. I mean, you got to feel those lyrics. I feel to pull those lyrics off. You yes, got to feel those lyrics. Exactly. Well, the album is is a very is a meaningful album, uh -huh. and all the songs mean a lot to me because I can get inside them and and make them my own. Most people it. wouldn't have tackled that one. You, they would have went for one of the ballads. It wouldn't have been something easy. I mean, Tom has that growl and force in yeah. some of the songs. Like, and, and there's some great stuff on on that last album that he did. You know that I, I liked quite a lot of it uh -huh. so picking but i thought oh, let's go for the let's go for the biggie yeah and uh, you know and, and have some fun with it and uh, different to the rest of the stuff that was on my album right you know uh, once in a while you you, you got to sort of give it a little you know you got to tweak it a bit and Sure. Give it a bit of that. So uh, that was the one we picked. Yeah, and, and as far as the sound goes, uh, you know, you can't peg it as gospel and you can't peg it as Americana, but mm -hmm. it falls somewhere in those genres over there. Yes, it's roots music. Yeah, you know, it's right. American roots music, right. really. And, and and so you did that in the '80s as well. You know, there, yeah. there's a bit of the country era. And That's while it wasn't your most successful, you know, I, I imagine it was something uh, really uh, interesting to do, you know, for your career after you've been at it a while. But did it ever seem like this is a reboot? Like this is working this time? It didn't yeah. work as big that time, but now no. look at it. Well, with when, when I went into the, uh, the country uh, thing in in, uh, in the eighties, it uh, I mean it worked in the in the country market. You mm -hmm. know we had country hits with sure, it, sure. but it didn't go anywhere else. Yeah. It didn't go worldwide. Right, right, right. So a lot of uh, countries, you know, in Europe especially, thought I wasn't recording anymore. Yeah. Oh. You know, so I thought we got to change that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I did Kiss with the Art of sure, Noise, sure. and then uh, and then that sort of kicked it off again. Yeah, but here it, it works this time. Like, people are taking it. I mean, these albums are amazing anyway. Mm. It's a good thing people are kind of uh, coming to it. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. they're listening. Sure. And um, they're saying, you know, you can hear your, your, your voice. You can hear more things mm -hmm. vocally yeah. with this because it's stripped down. You know, as opposed to big arrangement songs. Right. Well, I find it interesting you uh, you went with the title Spirit in the Room and everything because mm. uh, taking out any actually religious part of that, it actually feels like the room breathes on this kind of recording. You yeah. Know, you know, something to go in there. So it's really, uh, really fitting. Yeah, yeah, you kind of I think with so. That. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with it being, you know, so, so you're, you're you're playing other people's songs. You, you've written throughout your career too. Is that something mm -hmm. you still do? Do you still sit down and write every now and then? Uh, yeah. If if I come up with an idea or some, if I'm with another songwriter. And he or she says, um, "Do you have any ideas? You know about yeah, yeah, this, yeah. that, and the other." Or I've got this. Um, I've got this uh, scenario. You know, how would you say this? Sure. You know, if if you wanted to do something and you wanted to, how would you do it? Then I start. 
yeah. thinking about it. I have to have a bit of a kick, sure, you know, to, sure. to um, uh, songs don't sort of just jump into my head. Sometimes I get a, um, a feeling for songs, you know, and then I start to uh, to think about it, you yeah. know, and, and, and write them down. But um, but I'm a singer, you know, and, and, sure. and I hear songs. When I hear songs that I really like, and I think, I don't think I could write that. You know, yeah. I wish I could. But, right, right, right. But it's... Um, so there's so many good songs out there. Yeah. You know, like the Tower of Song, you know, mm -hmm. the, the uh, Leonard Cohen song. I mean, it's it's a great song, and I, and I wish I could write it. You know, I wish I had. <laughs> I think we all could wish we could write yeah, exactly. that. Exactly. So I mean, there's things like that, and then you think, well, you know, I can write, but not like that. Right. 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 It, 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 I think when I was younger, and I tried to do that for a second, that was always the thing that frustrated me. Like, I'll never write that song. Yeah. Why should I even try to write it? I well, can't write that song. That's and, and that's a bad way of looking at it, but that was, you know, for me, that was it. Yeah. I'll never be that, so why do it? Well, that's true. Yeah, yeah. but you, are, you, you mentioned you're a, you know, you're a singer, and, and it's the, kind of the two sides to it. Hmm. You take two albums like this, and you take them on the road, and I'm guessing you're mixing these in with, you know, all of your past years. Sure. And does it work well like that? Yeah, it, well, it all depends what kind of venues we're doing. You know, we're doing smaller venues on these few shows sure. we're doing right now, yeah. so I've got a rhythm section only. And we're doing the both albums yeah. and a few other things thrown in. But um, when I when I do arenas, mm -hmm. then I mix it. Yeah. You know, then, then I uh, and and you can do it. Yeah. So you it know? doesn't feel awkward or anything. No, no. Putting... Well, when you have a band, you know, because when I when I do arenas, you know, I've got brass and mm -hmm. I've got singers mm -hmm. and I've got. So when you get that same band playing all those songs, right. they don't sound that different from mm -hmm. one another. You know, when you do Kiss. You know, and, and and you do it's not unusual. Sure. Or Delilah, they 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 not that far removed. Yeah. You know, the brass is playing. You know what I mean? It's it's like and you that. just gotta sell it. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, so it's not, and then you go into a ballad uh, mode. You know, when you get into some ballads, so you change things anyway. Yeah. You know, throughout the throughout the show. Sure. So it it all works. There's, yeah. there's always room. You know, you you've just gotta make sure that you get that set right. Yeah. You know that you go. You know, you go through like that. Not too many things in one lump, and then try and change in drastically. Right. You've got to sort of take people through uh, a journey, really. Well, you've had more than enough years to try it out. That's right. And, and in fact, I was looking at you know like your history and everything, and then you take some of the other artists who are, uh, what do you call them, road dogs or what, the never-ending tours, mm -hmm. whether it's Bob Dylan or whoever. And I get a sense that after you've toured for so long, it's just something you can't not do. That's right. It becomes part of life. Yeah. You know, singing becomes part of life. It's it's a it's a thing that you don't really I mean, I don't want to stop doing it. Right. You know, and um I don't like taking long periods of time off. Mm -hmm. You need to keep the vocal cords working. So, you know, a week is fine, but don't go you know, take it a long period, because then you've got to wake, wake the chords up again, mm -hmm. you know, to get them started again. Well, jumping back to the record, just for a couple of songs here, um, some of the standouts, you actually mentioned Bad As Me, you mentioned Leonard Cohen, mm -hmm. uh, the Odetta, of course. Yeah. What brought Odetta into this? Because Hit or Miss, uh, hit or I miss. wasn't familiar with this song beforehand, right. and so you brought this song into my life. Right, thank you. Well, I, I'm glad I did. Uh, it's what it says, you know, that's why I was looking for songs that were saying something. Sure. You know that that and hit or miss, which is great. I mean, I think it's it's great advice for especially for aspiring entertainers. Mm -hmm. You know, if you want to go into the business, you know, be yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, don't like you know people trying to get you to be like everyone else. Sure. Don't do it. You know, be yourself. Mm -hmm. You you know, and you have to be me. I have to do it the way I feel it. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when you get in the business, 
the powers that be try to change you. You know, they try to mold you in certain mm -hmm. directions, which it's all right to listen and take advice, but always know who you are and what, what sound you like to make. Right. You know, and, and don't try and sound like somebody else. Yeah. So um, it's, it's a message song. And, and I heard Odetta do it. She, she recorded it in the studio, but the, she did a live version of it. And it's really, you know, really good. And it's in uplifting yeah. and, it, and it says a lot. So that's why I did it. Well, I, and, and I tell you, like I said, I'd never heard of it. And the first time I heard it, I didn't know the title or anything. And I guess it's because of the type of songs you had sang at the beginning. I thought you were saying hit on this. And I was like, that sounds like Tom Jones. Hit, hit on, on this. this. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that what? makes sense to me. And like, oh, no, he's saying hit or miss. <laughs> That's good, too. Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, there was a Charlie Darwin. Beautiful song, Charlie Darwin, Yo. you know, with, uh, with a low anthem and that high yeah. register that you've taken down to yours and just mm -hmm. totally recreated that song. I mean, just beautiful stuff all the way through this record. Yeah. And I, again, it's a meaningful song yeah. about you know they mentioned the Mayflower you mm -hmm. know because people coming from Britain to America you know trying to get a new life to get a new start mm -hmm. you know and, and, not, and not get pulled down by by stuff that are negative right. things right. and uh, so again it's a, a message song that um, it, that says a lot I think yeah. and it's a beautiful song and I, I you know I got a choir on there recorded it in a church you know, so we could get that mm -hmm. uh, choir, uh, a sound, you know, the choir mm -hmm. sound. So um, it's, it's a, I think it's a beautiful track and, and I, you know, I love performing it. And that, even though this is like basically roots music, mm -hmm. there, there is still a lot, there's a variation. Mm -hmm. In, in what kind of songs are uh, are on there. Yeah, no, that's very, very true. And it, Spirit in the Room is a beautiful record. Uh, I, I'm so happy you're doing this. Uh, th th this this era or whatever this is, you know, mm -hmm. another page in the Tom Jones book has been mm -hmm. fantastic. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you. Time. And again, my thanks to Tom Jones for sitting down. The new album is called Surrounded by Time. Uh, thanks to you again for checking out the episode. Hit that subscribe button before you get out of here so you can keep up with the uh, all the interviews that I put out every single week. Brand new ones every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday with all your favorite artists. That's uh, iTunes and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, Podchaser, NPR, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcasts from. After that, head over to WFPK.org, where I do a show Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern. It's an hour full of song premieres, music news, anniversary spins, bonus interviews, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern at WFPK.org. Consequence has your music and film news. You can also find me on the social media spots. That's uh, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, all three of them, at Kyle Meredith. I do hope you like and follow along. Make sure to comment when you do. That does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. Louisville, Kentucky, right? Muhammad Ali. Yeah, he was a friend of mine. I knew him very well. Sharp as a tack, he was. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.